0: Deere and Co is trading at a PE of 11.4, which is a 40% discount based on their 5-year average PE of 19. But are they a buy now with the S&P 500 near all-time highs? Today's video will be an in-depth analysis of DE stock covering business operations, fundamental and technical analysis. Now we'll dive into DE's business operations by segment and geography to determine how and where they generate revenue in order to uncover the breadth and diversification of their business. <laughs> They break down their revenue into four main segments. Their primary business segment at 45% is production and precision agriculture, which includes equipment like large tractors and combines. Their next largest segment at 24% of revenue is construction and forestry, comprised of equipment like backhoes, excavators, and timber harvesters. Their last large segment at 23% of revenue is small agriculture and turf, which consists of small tractors, mowers, and golf course equipment. Lastly, at 8% of revenue is financial services, which provides financing for equipment, as well as leasing of equipment. All of these segments grew by double digits from 2022 to 2023, except for small agriculture and turf, which grew marginally at 4%. Seeing growth across every business segment can be rare and is a great feature to see for any business. Deer's revenue by region was a bit surprising to me as I thought they would generate more international revenue. But I suppose the U.S. is an agricultural hub. 56% of their revenue is from the U.S., 13% is from Latin America, 12% comes from Western Europe, 8% comes from Asia, Africa, Oceania, and the Middle East. 7% comes from Canada, and their smallest region segment is Central Europe, 3%. Now let's cover the macro level benefits or pros of buying into Deere & Co. The most significant advantage to their business is that agriculture is the backbone of humanity. The world requires food and continues to move toward large-scale, mechanized food production and harvesting, partly due to global urbanization. Their other operating segments, not including agriculture, are also quite essential for humanity, like construction and timber harvesting. Additionally, their revenue is fairly well diversified across these business segments and I love diversified businesses as diversification reduces risk. Another prominent benefit to Deere is that large-scale agriculture and construction equipment has a high barrier to entry and there are only a few large-scale competitors such as Caterpillar and Volvo. So they basically operate within an oligopoly and there is not likely going to be any new competition anytime soon. This is the competitive moat that Buffett talks about. The final pro is that they have a recognizable brand that is well known for reliability, which is encapsulated in their company's slogan, Nothing runs like a deer, which is probably why they've been in business for over a century. I'm not sure if this is the case, but I imagine farmers and construction business owners are pretty concerned with reliability since their livelihood depends on it, and the equipment they purchase can cost millions of dollars. So I think this is an industry that will continue to favor the reputable names like deer. Now we'll look into the macro-level cons or potential risks of deer and coke. The first current risk which Deere states on their annual report is that demand is slowing, which can be seen through their decreasing backlog of orders, which is likely due to the high interest rate environment, and many of their pieces of equipment are financed either through Deere or other lending institutions. Here are Deere's projections for the slowing demand in the near term from their 10K, ranging from a slowdown of 5% in U.S. and Canadian compact construction equipment and up to a 15% projected slowdown in U.S. and Canadian large agricultural equipment. Another high-level con is that they sell new equipment, which is generally built to last for a long time. When the economy contracts, people will delay purchasing new equipment and hold on to equipment they already have. This macro-level business cyclicality can be seen through their revenue from 2014 to 2016, which decreased by a meaningful 26%. Although I think as farming continues to be more mechanized globally, this should stabilize demand and growth into the future and counteract delayed equipment replacement. In this section of the analysis, I typically compare one or more similar businesses, and I thought about comparing deer to cat, but deer's equipment is more focused on agriculture, while cat is focused on construction, earth moving, and energy. And the other large agricultural equipment manufacturers like CNH are just on too small of a scale compared to Deere, with roughly one-third of the revenue. So we'll look at Deere in isolation. Let me know in the comments if you prefer the comparative stock analysis. Now we'll check out the most meaningful metrics for analyzing a business, starting with revenue. The revenue grew from $39.3 billion in 2019 to $61.3 billion in 2023, which is a commendable growth rate of 9.3% which surprisingly outpaces Apple over the same period. Here we have net income, which is an even rosier story than revenue, which has grown by a staggering 25%. Again, comparing this to some growth stocks, this is faster growth than Apple, Microsoft, and Google. This also speaks to their competitive moat, having such a high income margin. Next, we have free cash flow, which is in line with net income, having grown by a whopping 30%. Although in 2022, there was a significant drop and was less than half the free cash flow of the year prior. Now we have cash and liabilities. I like to use cash as opposed to assets, as assets are generally non-functional to shareholders, and they're required to operate the business. Cash, on the other hand, has utility. They've grown their cash faster than their debt, and they have a modest debt growth rate of 5.9%. What I've done here is subtract the cash from the liabilities to get a true sense of debt, and then I compare that to net income, which is currently at a moderate level of 7.3 times their 2023 net income. Here we see Shears Outstanding, which has shrunk by a solid 1.7%, and given their mass amount of free cash flow, this will likely continue into the future. Here we have Deere's dividend metrics, and the first aspect to note is their phenomenally low 5-year average payout ratio of only 22.6%. Their 5-year Kager is an amazing 14%, and their 10-year growth rate is substantial too, at 10%. Although their current dividend yield is extremely low, at only 1.3% which is almost right at their five-year average of 1.4%. If you're looking for a dividend growth stock, Deere looks to be a golden goose with their ultra-low payout ratio, rapid income growth, and they produce essential equipment around the globe. Now we'll go over some fundamental metrics related to price, starting with the price-to-earnings ratio. Deere's current PE ratio is at an amazingly low 11.4, which is a huge discount compared to their five-year average PE ratio of 19.3, which is a discount of 40.6, It looks like the market has priced in a significant slowdown in Deere's future earnings, but the margin of safety is still high based on their current P.E. and discount to the five-year average. That concludes my fundamental analysis. I'm surprised to see Deere trading at such a low valuation while they have grown at such a rapid rate. From a dividend growth perspective, they appear to be at a significant value, as well as from a valuation perspective. But maybe the market knows something about the future that we can't see. Let me know if I'm missing something in the comments below. That will evaluate DE from a technical perspective and determine if it's a good deal. Here we have a five-year chart and DE is on a clear uptrend and has had a price return of 157% over this period, which is substantially higher than the S&P's price return of only 84%. The primary technical tool I care about here is the standard deviation channel. graphed with these three yellow channel lines, this tool is used to evaluate price based on a statistical average and variance from average. The average is the center yellow line and deer is currently priced 15% below average based on this time frame. From a support and resistance perspective, Price recently found support around $355. Although that support line isn't well-defined and a more true support level is probably around $329. Resistance on the other hand is well-defined at a high of exactly $450. So Price is currently in between support and resistance and isn't at a clear buying point from that perspective. Lastly, we have the relative strength index graphed at the bottom of the chart, which is a momentum indicator. Like support and resistance, the indicator is in between a good buying point or selling point depicted by how far this white line is from either the top or the bottom of the channel. So from a tactical perspective, DE is at a favorable buying point based on the standard deviation and at a neutral buying point based on support and resistance and the RSI. That concludes my analysis of Deere Co. I'm curious what will happen here with interest rates having peaked, but still being very high. And I wonder what sort of impact that may have on agriculture and construction from a macro perspective. Let me know if you think Deere is a good buy right now. I found DE stock from a fundamental stock screener I created through TD Ameritrade, and I made a video on it here. Thank you for watching. See you next time. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is not financial advice. This is for educational and entertainment purposes.